may not mean nothing to y'all But understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want it forever, mine, never mind What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of Dream, Achieve, and Succeed. Thank you all for listening, and I apologize for everybody who, you know, has been following my podcast because I haven't put one out for a while, and that's mainly because things have been super busy with real estate and my job and everything else going on. We got a puppy, and so, you know, I've just been super busy, and I haven't had as much time as I would like to. But doing this podcast and getting back into it is something that I've really been focused on and I really realized I need to do and it's something that I really wanted to do. And so today my focus is something that I really want you guys to understand and it's something that I really believe in. It's something that I believe everybody believes in and I believe that almost all successful people, especially financially successful people, believe in and that they do. And this is owning real estate. And the reason why I say this isn't just because I'm biased because I'm a real estate agent. It's because it is proven that owning real estate is one of the fastest and the best ways to grow wealth in your life. Today, I'm going to talk through an example of how buying a house in a specific market can actually help you grow wealth. And, you know, it, it may not be the normal, it may not be the average for across America, but it's just an example of how it can build wealth for you. And so I'm just going to start off like this. So if you purchase a house with the VA loan, and that's for those who have served a certain amount of time in the military, and they qualify for the VA loan, whether they're a veteran or whether they're in the military now, it's a benefit that veterans can use, and it's usually lower interest rates, 0% down. And there's even a way that you can get the sellers to help you pay for closing costs or pay for them outright and then put money back into your pocket. But in this example, let's say that you use the VA loan and you purchase a house for $278,000. And you and for five years, your interest rate is 4.65% annually. And your payment, which includes principal, interest, and that goes towards your loan, as well as taxes and insurance, which doesn't go towards your loan at all. And you're not going to see that money back. But your principal and interest is what you will see back. And a combination of your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance all add up to $1,700 a month. And of that $1,700 a month, approximately $1,400 actually goes towards your principal and your interest. Now, that principal is what really drives down the amount of your loan. Whenever you take out a mortgage of 30 years, the first year you're going to have the least amount of principal paid down over the term of your entire loan. Now, as you get into year 30, year 30, you're going to have the most amount of principal paid down on each and every single payment during that year. And because year 30 is whenever the, the loan ends. And if you make every single payment, 12 payments a year for 30 years straight, you will pay off your mortgage and you will own your house outright. So with that being said, over the course of the first two years, you'll pay off over $6,000 of your loan. Now, that may not be a lot, especially considering that the vast majority of your $1,700 a month is actually going to go towards the interest that you pay on your loan, and which actually goes into the bank's pocket. But when you think about it, if you were renting a house for $1,700 a month, none of that money that you're renting ever comes back to you. So even to gain in, in the first year $2,000 in principle, 
makes you better off than if you were to pay $1,700 a month in rent. And the reason being is that you actually put money back into your house. Now, over the course of, let's say, five years, with an interest rate of 4.65%, which is about what the interest rates are at today's price, for, especially for the VA loan, and a payment of $1,700 a month, and a purchase price of $278,000. In the course of five years, you're going to pay down your mortgage by $22,000. So in five years, you have decreased the amount of purchase price that you have purchased your house for by $22,000. That means that as of right now, at, after five years, you're, the amount of money that you owe on your house is $256,000. So if you sold your house for $278,000, and we'll just assume just for the simple scenario that you don't have to pay any uh, real estate commission towards your agent or anything like that, you actually would get $22,000 in your pocket. If you rented a place for five years and you paid $1,700 a month for five years and you ended your lease after exactly after year five, Guess how much money will be in your pocket? Zero dollars. Maybe $1,700 for your security deposit. But we're talking about a difference between $1,700 and $22,000. And that's just if, and that's just assuming that your house doesn't appreciate. Now, what I mean by appreciation is it means that your house actually increases in value. And this is nine times out of 10 based off of the market. Now, you can make upgrades to your house to force appreciation and force the value value of your home to go up that's essentially what uh home flippers do in a short period of time they put renovations and they they make uh fixes in the house in order to flip it and sell it for a profit from when they buy it because they made the property worth more but if you just lived in it and made no renovations whatsoever and you just kept it maintained nine times out of ten you're gonna add appreciation to your house so you're going to be able to sell your house for more than that $278,000. So now, whenever you, if you decide to sell after five years, you essentially bought down your loan by $22,000. And let's say that on average, that for every single year that you've owned a house, your market increased by, let's say, 2%. So if it increased by 2% every single year, your $278,000 home in, let's say, the year... 2015 will now be worth $306,000 in a year 2020. And so you sell your house for $306,000. That means that you now have $50,000 in equity. If you decide not to sell your house in 2020 and you have an appraiser come do an appraisal on your house and you an appraiser says okay your house right now if it were on the market would sell for $306,000 you have $256,000 left on your mortgage you can then go to your bank and you can say to them hey I have $50,000 in equity $22,000 from the amount of money that I paid over the past five years, plus another 28000 in appreciation that I have gained from the, what my house was worth to what it's worth now. And so now you have $50,000 to work with. I want to pull money, a, a.k.a. take out an extra loan, or whether it's a home, line of, home equity line of credit or a second mortgage. You want to take out a portion or all of that $50,000, depending on what the bank allows you to do, and you can then reinvest it. You can pay down debt. You can 
make renovations on your house to force appreciation. Maybe you can build onto your house. You have more money to work with than if you were to just rent for five years. Who in the right mind would turn down a $10,000 increase in income over the span of five years to equal $50,000? If I came to you and said, hey, I'm going to give you two options. You can work and make $60,000 a year, or you can work and earn $70,000 a year, and you do the same exact job, the same exact thing on a day-to-day basis, what would you choose? You would choose the work that's $70,000 a year because it's the same situation except you earn $10,000 more. And it's the same thing when it comes to renting. You can either pay $1,700 in rent or whatever you can you know, find a place for, or you can pay $1,700 to a mortgage, and a portion of that money goes back into your pocket. It just so happens that after five years in a specific scenario with the interest rate and a purchase price of $278,000, that you're, for every $3 that you put into the bank's pocket, you put $1 into your own pocket. So it's a three-to-one ratio. And so I know that may be a lot to comprehend, but it's something that's very important and it's a topic that I want you guys to understand and I want people to understand because owning property is so beneficial. Now, I'm going to throw something else out there. One thing that a lot of people do, especially with the VA loan and those in the military, is they own a house and they live in it and whenever it's time to move or go to the next duty station, what they do is they'll then rent it out. Instead of selling the house because they're moving and they're, you know, nine times out of ten close to a military base, they're going to be able to find renters pretty easily. So for five years, you increased your or the home, the value of your house increased by fifty thousand dollars. And that $50,000, now instead of taking it out or selling your house, you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this house because I believe it's going to increase some more because that's just the nature of the game. Even if the market goes down, it's always going to come back up. Look it up in history. It's literally a proven fact. There's never been a time when a market went down and did not come back up. There's a reason why, you know, records are broken almost every single year at this point because of the market. But back to the topic. So you live in a house for five years. There's $50,000 in equity. You, your house is worth $50,000 more than you owe on the house to the bank. So you say, you know what? I'm going to rent the house out. I'm going to rent it out for the next five years. That means I owe the house for 10 years rather than five. So now you go out to 10 years and you rent the house out for, let's just say, uh, $2,000. So that's a $3,000 or $300 over the cost of your mortgage. And in that three, or in that $300 increase, you know, you may have to pay, um, some maintenance. You may have to, you're definitely going to have to pay property, uh, property management unless you can somehow manage from a distance, which is very difficult, but it can be done. And let's just say you break even. So you don't actually make any money. Maybe you make $20 or $30 or however much money, but you don't actually make any significant amount of money on a, on a month-to-month basis. However, after that 10-year mark, and I don't have the numbers off the top of my head like I did in, a, in an earlier example, but you have then not made somebody else pay for your equity. They, you had somebody else pay your mortgage down. You forced somebody to pay your mortgage for you. And by doing so, you could literally sell under the market value and still have made money on the deal. 
So that means that if the house is worth, after 10 years is worth $350,000 and you say, you know what, I want to sell it quick, I want to sell it easy, and I know that I made money, so I just want to get some money back, so I sell the house for $310,000. You're going to owe less than two, that 256000 that you owed at year five, probably significantly less. I would say probably close to two hundred dollars to $240,000 left on a mortgage, if I had to guess. And so now you sell for three hundred and ten. You're looking at between you know sixty to seventy thousand dollars of equity, and in your house, and you sell that money, you sell that house, but you realize that a lot of that money you didn't actually pay for. See, that's the thing about owning property. You have so many different options. Again, you can pull money out through another loan, a home equity line of credit, or you know whatever way that you want to pull the money out through equity maybe leverage it to buy another rental property or another you know residence and use that house as a rental property you can sell the house and just take the money and it's going to be tax deferred $250,000 uh you won't pay any taxes on two, up to $250,000 if you're single $500,000 if you're married so if you sell a house for $100,000 if you buy a house for $100,000 and sell it for $600,000 and you have a wife or a husband or whatever then you actually won't pay a single dollar to the government in taxes. You have $500,000, and there's nothing that the government can do about it because it was your primary residence, as long as you lived in it. So you now made tax-free money over the span of 10 years. You pulled the money out, and you can use it for whatever it is that you want to use it for. You can use it towards retirement. You could use it towards buying another residence, maybe an investment property, maybe just invest it all in a stock market. There's just so many options of what you can do. Maybe you pay down debt. The, the, the possibilities with that money is endless. But what I'm trying to say is if you rented and you never, ever owned a house, none of this would be possible. And I try to tell that to people, you know, all the time. And not just because I'm an agent, I'm trying to sell. It's just because it's true. Owning property is one of the best things that you can do for your financial life. Now, I'm not saying you should go buy a dumb property. And I think you should look at properties that are, you know, somewhat desirable and ask a real estate agent, hey, is this a property that may be able to sell in the future? Or is this something that may be a little bit more difficult? And you know, I, I would definitely ask an agent, whether it's myself or anybody, what they think, especially ones who are very knowledgeable in a market. You know, I'm not going to be able to answer a question about Los Angeles, California, and an agent in California will not be able to really answer too many market-specific questions about, you know, where I am in Tacoma. Um, however, agents will know the answer, or they should know the answer, and if not, then they're not a very good agent. And And so what you really need to think about is, what is more value, valuable to me? Yes, owning a house is risky. So is renting. You pay a lease. If you burn down the house, there may be something in the lease that means that you're liable for it. There may be something in the lease that says that you can't do one thing and you do it anyways and now you're screwed. When you own a house, nine times out of ten, you're not going to really have to worry about it because you own the house. It's your property. Unless the government has specific rules or you're doing something illegal, then nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to basically do whatever it is that you want to do. 
Um, obviously, you have to look at zoning laws and all that. And that's, you know, obviously something that, again, you may have to speak with a real estate agent about. However, it's still something that can be way more beneficial than renting. Because when you rent, you get $0 back, no matter what. It's a proven fact. The only thing you're getting back is your security deposit or any other deposit that you may have made. But whenever it comes to owning property, you are putting at least some money back into your pocket, especially at the beginning. It's only some. And you have the opportunity for equity and market growth. Here in Tacoma, I'm going to give an example. I noticed, I, I looked at the market because I have access to and tools to that a lot of people don't have, that the public doesn't generally have. So I looked at my specific zip code that I live in in Tacoma, Washington. And what I did was I pulled um, houses that were ranged between 200,000 and I think it was like 2,200 uh, square feet. And I took all the homes sold in 2016. And I took the average and I got all this information, whatever. So the average home price was approximately $238,000 in 2016. Now, in the year 2018, I saw that <laughs> the average home price was well over 300000 And it was approximately an increase of 17%. In two years, the market in this zip code alone, which this isn't even the premier zip code. This isn't the prime zip code to be in where I live in, in Tacoma. It increased by 17%. I mean, obviously, that's not normal. And that's not something that every market's going to do. Because I know, you know, back in Johnstown, where I'm from, you're almost never going to get a 17% increase in the market in Johnstown. I mean, it's really hard to get, especially in two years. But out here, because of Seattle and Amazon and Microsoft, and uh, they combine the ports between Seattle and Tacoma, and there's military bases, and just a lot of factors and a lot of things that are really, really, really good for this market down here, or out here, really helps the market grow. And it's helped the market grow by 17%. And it's crazy. I mean, the market out here is fantastic. And it's something that I want to get in and something I want to stay in. And I want to invest out here because I think it's really important. And that's what I believe in. So back to the topic, if you purchase a house for 238,000 in the year 2016, and it's not 2018, you want to place your house on the market, you're looking at roughly 80 to 90 thousand dollars in equity on average for your house that means that you actually earned more money on your house just by owning it and making payments every year if your house was two hundred thirty eight thousand dollars if you just rented and didn't do anything with your money besides put it into somebody else's pocket to pay their loan off or their mortgage off or to go directly in their pocket if they own it outright and so basically what i'm trying to say is that And what I'm trying to paint the picture of is that you need to own property. Owning property is one of the most important financial things that you can do in your life. There's an old saying, it's said all the time and it's said everywhere and I hear all the time, especially as a real estate agent, is that buy land because God isn't making any more of it. Whether you believe in God or not, I do. You need to understand the concept that land doesn't just grow. You can't make more land. You can't subtract from land. At the end of the day, there's only a certain amount. And no matter what, one of the basic human needs is to live on land. One of the basic human needs is to actually be inside of a house with a roof over their head and somewhere to live. So whether you 
own a place and then you just rent it out or you own a place live in it and then rent it out down the line or you just own a place and then sell it as soon as you can as soon as you know you're done with the house no matter what it is that you do you are able to create wealth just by owning real estate and living in it and it's just one of the most important things you can do and I cannot stress it enough and that's why I believe in real estate investing that's why I believe in Owning real estate for your own personal residence and not renting out. I mean, I try to tell people all the time that this is what they need to do. I, especially with other, you know, people who graduated from West Point and are stationed out here, I try to explain to them the value of not only owning a house, but the opportunity that they have to own a house and rent it to other lieutenants and other young officers or other military members, regardless of what their rank is. It doesn't matter. In order to, you know, build wealth and cut down on your monthly payments because yeah, you can cut down on your monthly payments if you if you rent with somebody and you know there's two or three other people that are gonna rent with you or maybe one other person that's gonna rent with you, but you're really gonna cut down your monthly payments and build wealth simply by just owning a house, even if it's a single family house with you know three bedrooms. You rent out the other two bedrooms for five hundred a pop. That's a thousand dollars towards your mortgage. Or maybe even more, depending on you know where you live or and what you can get for it. But regardless, the point is is that you're helping other people pay down your mortgage. You're helping other people save money, put money back into your pocket because a portion of that rent that they pay for your house is gonna go back into your pocket. It's gonna go back into your pocket, at least some of it. And so whenever it's time to sell or whenever it's time to move, you can then run it out or you can sell it and you're going to make money. You're going to make a profit. And it's something that you really need to understand. And I really cannot harp on this enough. And I'm not even doing this for my own business. I'm not really doing it for the benefit of anybody besides other people. I'm not doing it for my own benefit. I'm, I'm saying this and teaching this because this is important for people to understand. This is important for especially young people to understand because so many people want to rent. I had somebody, whenever I was a cadet, came up to me and said, do you even know what's going on in real estate nowadays? Do you know that... You know, people just or do you know that people just rent and that they don't own houses anymore and owning houses is is dead, quote unquote. <laughs> and when I heard that, I looked at the person and I said, OK, yeah, you're right. And I just said, that's fine. Whatever you want to believe. And I just kept it moving because I was like, this person literally has no idea what he's talking about. If you're the type of person that says that owning property is, quote unquote, dead or that people don't own property anymore and they rent then you know what? Let them do it. Let them do whatever is it, whatever it is that they want to do. Come talk to somebody who actually knows about money. Come talk to somebody who actually knows about real estate. Come talk to somebody who actually understands how you can build wealth through real estate just by owning the property that you live in. So I'm going to go ahead and end this episode with this. If you have any questions regarding real estate, whether it's investing, owning your own property, the different kinds of loans you can use, how to you know, go about different investment routes or whatever it is that you want to do, please reach out to me. I would be more than happy to answer your questions. I have people who are back at the academy that ask me about real estate investing all the time. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying it because I really do answer every question to the best of my abilities and give them the most options with my answers that I can because I truly do care about other people. I care about helping others. I, I care about every single person that reaches out to me because it shows that, you know, that they're interested and it shows that they trust me 
to give them a good answer. And I'm genuine. Whether they're just using me or not, I don't really care if they're just using me. Because at the end of the day, in some way, shape, or form, that help and my, my willingness to help and my ability to help in, you know, me actually helping people is actually going to come back to me in the long run. And I don't care how it does, but it's going to come back to me in the long run. And, and I just think that helping other people and really caring genuinely about other people's well-being is important and that's the best way to be successful. So again, if you ever have any real estate related questions, please reach out to me because I genuinely care. I genuinely want to help you out to the best of my abilities. And I would love nothing more than to see other people succeed and use at least a piece of my advice while they go and achieve their own dreams or chase their own dreams and do what it is that they want to do. And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful.